everyone, welcome to another episode of the Making Sense podcast. That was really seductive. What's going on? Was it? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> My new voice. Yeah. <laughs> and now if I try and do it, it's going to sound awful. I'm watching you, man. Oh, whatever. I'm watching you. How are you? I'm not bad. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Actually, you know, I'm going to be honest with the listeners. I'm going to be honest with the listeners. <laughs> Today was stress. Yeah. Today was a lot of stress. A lot uh, of traffic. Been in the car for two hours uh, to get here to record this. Um, not that I'm asking for appreciation, but I am asking for appreciation. <laughs> um, yeah, today was tough, but we're here, we're here, we're, we're here, here, we're here. And hopefully we can still deliver something yeah. meaningful, informative and useful to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, so this week's episode is about insurances slash protections. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a very big topic uh, for everyone and a very big part of financial your financial life and financial literacy. Yeah. Um, you know, I've heard other podcasts talk about insurance recently. I was listening to Three Shots and they were talking about how with insurance, I don't think they were talking about life insurance, which is what we're going to cover today. But they were talking, just talking about the fact that with insurance, they're quick to take your premiums, but you know, they're not so Very quick to pay you out. Very slow on paying out, yeah. Exactly. And that's how, that's the business behind it, right? It, it is a business, it is a game and you need to know the rules yep, of definitely. it. Um, because, you know, you can lose out on a lot of money and end up wasting a lot of money in premiums. Yeah. But before we go into the episode, we'll uh, touch on my favourite part, but I won't be doing it. So, uh, <laughs> the trusty disclaimer. Exactly. It'll be um, a little bit nicer. <laughs> just a reminder for everyone that everything we're giving you is food for thought, given after doing our research. Please don't take everything we say as gospel. Do your own research. Always don't sign up to anything without doing your own research. And that should just be the, rum, the rule of thumb in anything you do anyway. So, yeah. Indeed. That's indeed, it. Indeed. Cool. So, life insurance. Mm. So, what's your experience or view of life insurance? Um, to be honest, very similar to when we spoke about it last time. I think it hasn't been spoken about much to me. Mm. Um, Do you know anyone with life insurance? Um, I think after we recorded last time, I actually spoke to some people to find out, old people much older than me, to find uh-huh. out if they had. And they were, they talked more about the workplace protection. So... If you stop working, your workplace pays you for a number of years. Mm-hmm. If you're unable to work, they had those kind of things, but not actually life insurance. But I know that there's a few workplaces that put you through like the vitality plan and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I think as I get older, um, when we spoke last time, we spoke about it being most important if you have dependents, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily just children, but anyone that depends on your yep. finances. Could be your parents that depend on you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's that's all i have on it at the moment yeah. do i have it currently no will mm. i have it yes very soon but um yeah it's just something i've been thinking about it but i guess i don't know it's i guess we put out this information to make people think but mm. i'm definitely guilty of sitting here talking about things stepping away and not always progressing what i need to so it's, it's definitely something that i'm thinking yeah, about putting yeah, in place yeah yeah and that happens right and you shouldn't feel bad about it well so for lucy was telling me um, like you know it's going to be like that sometimes You're, we're here giving information not all of it are we going to be following ourselves yep, yep. but I think we should at least try and hold ourselves accountable and try and absolutely, follow it absolutely absolutely um, you know it's one of those things following your own advice isn't always easy yeah. um, but yes really quickly we do have a guest in the building yes. a rather special guest uh, especially to this podcast uh, who are you? you want to introduce yourself? Or you, uh, it's up to you, you know. it's your family you know yeah, my name is Belle Ribeiro Addy uh huh yeah and who are you? Who am I? Uh, my day makes, job. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you my, want. Yeah, if you, only you. if you my want My day to. job, I'm the Chief of Staff and Political Advisor to the Shadow Home Secretary, Diane Abbott MP. Mm-hmm. Um, do a few other things okay. on the side. I'm a trade union representative for Unite the Union. Mm-hmm. 
I am uh, a steering committee of an organisation called ACAM, which is the African Caribbean Network. And we're mm. a network of uh, African, well, former students that went to African Caribbean, mm-hmm. were in African Caribbean societies in university. And so that's, that's a couple of tens of thousands across the country, mm. which is cool. cool. So. And uh, I'm part of a network called Global Generation Africa. Oh gosh! Do you have much time, like for like social? No, she doesn't. She She tries though. I try. I try. If it's your birthday, I'll come. Yeah, Yeah. she will. There's a lot of ands in that in that sentence. You know what I mean? Like wow. So on that note, thank you for coming and making time with us today. Of course. Yeah, Blavi will be joining us for the next couple of episodes just to give her unique spin on what we do. Um, but yeah, so uh, with, with life insurance, uh, and I think we'll just call it protections in general, because it's not just life insurance I'm going to cover today. Um, you know, I used to work in a building society. I used to, you know, speak to people, essentially sell these products on a non-advised basis. Um, so I'd give you the facts, but not, not, not advice, which is what we do here. And my opinion was a lot of people just didn't understand what life insurance was, mm-hmm. how it worked, um, and the things to be wary of when taking out these policies. And I think what often these policies were missold, as you've seen with PPI and endowments, you know, back in probably, I think it was like the early 2000s, that was a big deal. I don't know if you guys remember the hearing about that, endowment um, mortgages. No, I didn't. You don't? No, no. That was a big thing. Uh, I think a few years before, a few people had been sold endowment yeah. mortgages incorrectly, similar to PPI. What is an endowment mortgage? So I'll, co- I'll come on to, I'll cover that a little bit more in okay. detail, a bit further down, down the line. Uh, but uh, what I'll do is I'll go through the, the main insurances I was going to cover today and then we can just maybe discuss our opinions of Yeah. Them. Can I ask a quick question? When yeah. you were in the branch and people were coming in, mm-hmm. um, p- purchasing life insurance, yep. where they didn't know much about it, what was their reason for moving forward? If I'm totally honest with you, in most, most, most cases, it's because the salesman told them they needed it, mm. in, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, some would come in if they were getting mortgages. So the, the kind of clients that would come in and ask about life insurance were generally, okay, so people of older age who are actually now fearful of the real threat of dying soon. Okay. Um, people that were getting mortgages because most people know you're taking out a big debt. Yeah, da, 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 yeah. Da. And the rest were just people that were sold it. So unless you're getting a mortgage or you're over 50, generally it's because an advisor told you yeah. you needed it. Okay. Um, Can I be honest, the most I've heard about life insurance or the most in-depth are in films when really? someone's trying to kill, kill someone yep. for the life insurance. Yep. And I think that is such a big stigma in <laughs> our community, community that people yes. think you don't get life insurance because you will die or your partner will try and kill you and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And it's, I just think it's a little bit <laughs> ludicrous if I'm honest. Um, because you it, you do leave your family very much unprotected if you don't have it. Mm. I think, is it something our community just doesn't think about? Do we just see it as another insurance where you're paying something out that mm. you're not going to get back? 100%. And then I, I don't know how life insurance works with premiums, if it's the same as, you know, your general insurance with premiums. Mm. So some people might think, actually, your spouse may get some money, but then you're leaving them with premium costs. Is mm. that the case? No, not at all. Mm. If you get a joint life cover, then it yeah. will. Then yeah, okay. um, and people are most likely to get a joint life cover, mm. isn't it? And that's the thing. So, so no one feels like they're going to kill the other <laughs> So well. I'll talk about that a bit later as well. But I think within our community, it's just one of the things we don't know about it. We don't know how it works. And it just feels like another bill. Um, maybe because it's something we're not going to benefit from ourselves. Mm. We don't see the importance of it. And as you say, mm, we just have those yeah. very negative stigmas that, you know, someone's going to kill you for it or you're wishing death upon yourself. So, which, yeah. Thinking on, about it's one it, of the things yes. that's guaranteed in life yeah, is death. Yeah. As morbid as that sounds, death tax and a couple other things, mm. right? So you have to be prepared for these things, mm. right? You know it's going to happen. So that is the one insurance maybe you should have because yeah, you yeah. might not have a car accident. Yeah, exactly. You, know you might mean? not have a four little trip on exactly. holiday or lose your luggage. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Although, uh, what's it? 
car insurance is not having car insurance is illegal. Is yeah, it? Yeah, 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 which yeah, I think isn't yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah if it's illegal, there should be a um, I don't know a nationalized car insurance scheme yeah, then because yeah. mm. the private ones are too. Ooh. Yeah, but you it's nationalized illegal. insurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should nationalize that we have to have, isn't it? I'm, I'm, so. I'm a big socialist. So I think we should yeah. nationalize a lot of things. Oh really? That's a, that would be that's, that's okay. We'll yeah. definitely bring you back for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Probably have definitely. Francis on that one as well because mm. he he's like a capitalist. He is a yes. pure capitalist. Yeah. He's a capitalist. Jonathan <laughs> Francis is a pure capitalist. Yeah. I feel like I'm a socially conscious one, but yeah. Anyway, we digress a little bit. So let me take you quite quickly through the various types of life insurances or protections, and then we can go back to having a bit more of a discussion. So the main one you would have heard of is life insurance. Um, in this country, generally you'll be hearing or be sold term insurance. Okay. Uh, and there is something known as whole life insurance. So with term insurance, so life insurance literally does what it says on the tin. It pays out wherever you want it to go to a lump sum of money sh- mm. should you die. Yeah. Um, the word term insurance means that that, that is, is only applicable or you'll only get a payout if you die within a certain period. Okay. So you can cover yourself for 30 years or 20 years or 10 years. And if you live too long? If you live too long, they get nothing. Right? Even though you've put all that money in the pot. Exactly. And I'm going to come wow. And that is, so when speaking to customers, that was the biggest, biggest, biggest sticking point. Mm. Yeah. That it's a case of, okay, I'm going to pay you all this money. And if I don't die within that period, I lose it all. Gosh, right? That's and awful. also, if you so, you might then think that people would go and get it if they knew their health was failing. But yeah. if your health is failing, then you either don't get it or the premiums too it's high. high. It will be, yeah. and that's yeah. the thing. And see, so yeah, this it's might be a, a bit longer than I expected it to be. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Let's see, I know. But um, yeah, and that was a big stumbling block that people thought of, of it as wasting money or they just felt they should get something at the end of it. Now you can get policies that do that, right? Okay. Um, so let me part that for a second. So you've got, in this country, it's sometimes known as endowment. Mm. And the main thing is, so the difference between a term insurance and your uh, endowment policy is, term insurance, you're just getting out and out insurance. With endowment, you're getting an insurance and an investment policy. Mm. The issue is, so as much as you'll get uh, with an endowment policy, at the end of it, you will get your know, some money back, basically. And that's from the investment part. From the it. investment part. Okay. And that's the thing. So what will happen is generally, and a big criticism of whole life or endowment policies is, you get back a lot less than what you pay in anyway. Mm. Unless you die. Unless you die. And even when you die, the payouts aren't as good as term insurance, some people say. So I've watched a few arguments yeah. between people that are for term insurance versus whole life or yeah. endowment policies, yeah. right? And the issue is, and how I was you know, taught to understand it when I worked in the building society is, with the endowment policy, because they know they have to guarantee you a certain amount back, yeah. A, the premiums are generally going to be more expensive, yeah, yeah. and the payouts they guarantee you in terms of your death mm. are going to be a lot lower. Okay. Because they've got to make money. We have to think about yeah, these yeah, things. This a is business. a game. This yeah. is a business, right? So, mm, why They've got to make money, but they don't have to exploit people. Yeah, that's capitalism, right? And that's the thing. And, and, I, and so for me, it's not a question of what they should do. I'm more trying to inform people of what they're doing so that yeah. you can take the necessary steps. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think there's a conversation as to how these con- countries, companies should be operating and more of an immediate one of this is what they're doing today. So this is how to protect yourself until things mm, get better. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I, I, that's, that's how I kind of view things in general. Um, I, I do get idealistic sometimes, but it's what do I have to do today? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's the thing. So they are going to try and exploit you. Well, some people call it exploit. Some people try and say maximize shareholders' returns. <laughs> <laughs> some people will call it. Hmm. So yes, it's quite simply with endowment policies or policies where you can get money back at the end of it, your premiums are likely to be higher. The payout should you die, it, it will probably be lower than a term policy. 
And even if you should live and you get some money, it's not going to be nothing or it's going to be quite a lot lower than all the premiums you've paid in Mm, anyway. mm, mm. So some people will argue that it is actually better for you to go and get term insurance because as much as you don't get anything back, should you die in that period, the payout is going to be bigger. And the premiums you're paying, you're paying on a monthly basis are likely to be lower. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of your immediate expenses um, and, you know, some people say, okay, you get the, the term insurance to cover your life. And if you want to have an investment put at the end, you go and get yeah, an investment. Yeah. You do it separately, essentially. Yeah. So instead of bundling the two, yeah. you do them separately. So can you get term insurance, say if you are 30, can you get term insurance for 70 years? So with some insurers, I think it will be different. There is a maximum age they'll cover okay, you up to. Yeah. I, I want to say it's 75, but this is a long time ago mm. I was dealing with this stuff. But I'm pretty sure, and I, these are things you should check, guys. Um, there'll be a maximum age they're willing to cover you up to. Because you got to remember, every year you're alive, you're more likely to die. Yeah, yeah. You know. Are there any um, types that you are part of anything else? So, for example, we touched on travel insurance mm-hmm. before. Now, I'm not a big fan of insurance, especially not mm. for my phone. Mm. Yeah. In fact, I should cancel that. <laughs> but um, but now you say that you're going to need it. Yeah, exactly. Well, my phone is really broken, but um, but the f- I have to pay £100 as well. Yeah, yeah. And I could also just pay maybe 100 and something pounds yeah, to get the yeah, whole thing yeah. fixed. Yeah. But with travel insurance, for example, if you buy, if you've got a credit card, some credit cards, if you buy your ticket on your credit card, yeah. then you're automatically covered. covered is yeah. there anything like that with life insurance just for someone that might be dubious yeah. so if it's already included yeah i've got it but it's not really a big deal gotcha yeah yeah so with life insurance um generally critical illness is offered as an added extra and that will be mentioned to you quite clearly this is an added extra with an individual cost that's something they had to do is uh, separate those two the only thing I, the only kind of supplementary insurance I think that gets added with life insurance in my experience is terminal illness cover. Okay. Um, so sometimes, I, well, definitely where I work, that, that wasn't a free added extra. Okay. And it's interesting you raise that point because one of the things or one of the issues I think people need to be wary of is being overinsured or having insurances essentially that overlap. Yeah. So you have yeah. two separate policies yeah. covering you for the same thing. That you don't um, need paying money for. Exactly. Uh, so, you, you know, you exactly, you'll be paying out more money than you need to. And I'll give you a brief example of that in, in, a, in a minute. Um, so all terminal illness insurance is, is if you get a terminal illness, so an illness where I th- generally I think if you have a life expecting less than a year. Or, oh, okay. Yeah. Quite... Yeah, basically, so, because there's something called criti- critical illness and this mm-hmm. is terminal illness. So this is just the way they separate the two. Mm-hmm. So with terminal illness, it's very, very specific and very, very direct in terms of it's to cover you should you get an illness that they know you're going to die from. And essentially all it really does, I wouldn't even call it an extra. It's just, in my opinion anyway, it's just a way to distrib- redistribute the, your payout. So uh, instead of paying you, we know we'll cover you should you die. If you have an illness where we know you're going to die, we'll give you the money now rather than waiting for you to die. Okay. That's not, exactly. So it, it's kind of, it's kind of sold as a separate insurance, but really in my opinion, as I say, this is just my opinion. It's just a redistribution of your payout. And instead of waiting for you to die, we'll give it to you now. You which know, I think is okay. Which is an, yeah. Yeah, exactly a, a decent thing to, prep to do. And all of that. Exactly. Now, yeah. I would say that's something you check for. I wouldn't. I don't think it's an industry standard. It's yeah. just yeah. in the ones I've witnessed, it, that was an option. Do you know, I think it's just about breaking down whatever you're offered and asking all of the questions. Mm-hmm. And then where you notice that there's duplications, query that and see what you can take exactly. off and still be covered. You know? Exactly. So quickly on life insurance, because we've been on it for a little while. Um, even with term insurance, which is, as I say, the main one you'll be likely to be sold in mm-hmm. this country. Uh, there's two different types of that. 
level and decreasing. And quite simply, your level insurance is you pay your same premiums every month Mm -hmm. and you're going to get the same payout. So you might be covered for 200 grand and that's going to be the lump sum that your dependents or whoever will be paid out at the end of it. Decreasing life insurance, that payout decreases as you go along. Now, difference being generally with decreasing, your premiums will be lower. Because the you think of it, the bank or the insurance company, their risk is decreasing year upon year. So they can afford to charge you a smaller premium. Yeah, yeah. And they probably have to anyway to differentiate the two products. Um, versus level, you know what you're going to be paid, but your premiums are likely to be higher. So when you say your payout's going to decrease, not what they're going to give you, what you're paying no, decreases. What, you, what they're going to give you decreases. Mm, decreases. What you're paying. And the theory behind that is, and with decreasing life insurance, that's generally uh, linked to people with mortgages. Okay. So if you want a life insurance just to cover your mortgage, mortgage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all right so you're kind of person okay i've got a small family i want to make sure they always have a home mm. right i know that as i go along my ins- my mortgage is getting smaller and smaller and yeah. smaller and smaller if my life insurance is just to cover the f- cost of the home my insurance can get smaller, yeah, and smaller. Yeah. Pay- i don't mind that and what the benefit i'm going to get is i might be paying 20 pounds a month okay. versus someone who's got the same 200k to begin with but they're paying 40 pound a month okay forever okay do so mortgages offer it as an add-on then yeah so generally it gets sold i'm pretty sure you i think i'm not sure if it's a legal requirement possibly is no, to, to have life insurance with a mortgage is, but i think they just kind of sweep you along yeah yeah, yeah okay like i'm finishing yeah, yeah. <laughs> i definitely sign well, off and i know it's definitely one of the things that we were f- kind of not forced to be very much encouraged to mention to any customer with a mortgage mm-hmm. uh, and i think that might just be one of their kind of duties to their customers to say look you're taking out the body, probably the biggest financial burden of your life mm. make sure you have it covered would especially, your, sorry, sorry especially if it's the you know the home of your family but go ahead would your lender pull back if you don't have life insurance or is it something Ooh. that your lender will say they, you, they before moving forward they need you to have it so now don't get me wrong now and this mm. is my whole my view on banking and the way we incentivize personal bankers mm. and financial advisors and we definitely will do an a, a episode on financial advice because i think it's worthwhile mm. if you know what you're doing you get it from the right place um if you incentivize them in the wrong way you will drive the wrong behaviors and and that is definitely what i saw when i worked in the industry okay and why i wasn't very good as a, a personal banker because i would actually give you my as objective as advice as I could give yeah, you. Yeah. I would actually tell you what I would probably do myself, yeah. not what's going to make me the most money. Yeah, yeah. So what you're saying is the most <coughs> successful bankers tell lies. Um, well. I'm not going to say that, but I will say in terms of financial advisors and personal <laughs> bankers, I definitely have seen bad behaviours encouraged because of the way they're incentivized. A hundred percent. Like, and... I'm not even judging them too much because those people have families. Mm. And, and when you work in a sales environment, it's very much do or die. Yeah, yeah. Like you, when you have, uh, I say, uh, and that's why I came out of banking because I wanted a job where my effort was rewarded in my pay. Mm. You could work your, your ass off essentially. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, my daughter's in the building, but she's got headphones in, amazing. Good. Um, mm-hmm. You could work your ass off all day, all week, pitch. all month, all year. And if your clients just haven't said yes, you're stressed out. You're not getting your bonuses. Your manager's on your back. And that, those things are changing. I think they are trying to change the way uh, personal bankers are incentivized. Mm. And a lot of money has come out of the industry in terms of bonuses and commissions. I definitely know that from probably like 10 years ago to now, it's a lot harder yeah, uh, yeah. for those guys to make money. But anyway, so that, that's that's what it is. So with your, your life insurance, uh, you can either have level cover or decreasing. With level, your payout stays the same mm. for the entire term of your insurance. With decreasing the payout that your family will get decreases and if you're wondering why you'd bother doing that it's because it's, it'd be cheaper yeah. so if you only want to cover 
a, 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 a mortgage or yeah. something that's going down in value yeah or if it's just the case that you can't afford term insurance and you just want to have something because you think your dependents will need less money as they get older yeah because it'll have to last them a less amount of time yeah you might do that okay and i feel like with that um decreasing insurance no with the level people may think that they can just take out the insurance later so that they're actually getting back exactly what they're putting in yeah but people have to be aware that your age um your health conditions yeah. will play a, p- a part on how much your premium Mass- is massive part you're never just going to be able to sign up for a blanket amount massive part so yeah you will be asked health questions even if you do it online i did one online recently mm. um but if you go and see someone in a, a bank or a building society you will be asked certain questions about your health one thing i will say in very important point be extremely 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 honest with these questions mm. extremely honest because if you lie on these policies they will not pay you out yeah, and the only good insurance is the it. one that pays out yeah, if i'm honest yeah. or the one that when you need it to pay out it, it pays, pays out. out yeah anything else than that you've wasted your money completely mm. so please be honest yes your premiums may be higher but it's better you do that and get the payout should you need it than pay a lower premium and get nothing. Yeah. There's no, you might have not. You might as well not yeah. taken out the insurance. <laughs> this is different from car insurance where it's a legal obligation, and you can't say, "Oh, my car is kept in a secure underground parking overnight." Because you know well, you're, you're never, about ours Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're never planning to claim. I always find when people mess up their cars because I'm not. I'm not a driver. I'm a mm. passenger, mm. and I. Uh, Every time anything happens, they're always trying to find a way to, to pay for it outside of the yeah, insurance. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just thinking to myself, what is, what's the point? Oh, that's mainly because of no claims. So yeah. if you can handle it privately yourself, you might be cheaper than you going through insurance and losing no claims bonus. No, I get that. But why? It just it just seems like such a waste of money. Yeah, 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 every, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone's always talking about this no claims bonus. Yeah. I'm like, this no claims bonus must be fantastic. But the thing is, then, if, you, <laughs> then, if you never use your insurance, then yeah, exactly. What is exactly. the point? And that's yeah. the thing. And yeah. you know what? Sometimes, yeah, insurance is there for a reason. It just makes your life easier. Especially if you have good insurance, mm-hmm. they'll come and collect the car, you, bring you your courtesy car. Yeah. You just that is what you pay insurance for. So yeah. I, I'm not against claiming, if I'm honest, because yeah, yeah. we we claim recently and yeah. it was a very good process actually. Definitely. Well done to. I'm not going to name you guys because you're not endorsing us. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but the people I pay money to every month or yeah. we pay money to. So so that's pretty much life cover. It's a very important to, for people that have dependents, if you've got small children and, you, you know, the way to think about it is how would their life be impacted should you not be here? Yeah. Right. Um, You've mentioned some people ha- will have death in service benefit at the place where they work. Yeah, yeah. But more and more people are independent contractors yeah. or small business owners and you have no protection such as that. And that is one of the benefits of being a permanent employee. Um, So if you do have dependents, if you do have a mortgage, if you, you know, those are the main things I would say. Definitely, definitely look at it yeah, or consider yeah. it and look into it. Um. As I say, your 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 health, your weight, things like that will play a part. Mm. So, you know, if you are thinking, okay, you want it to be cheaper, maybe think about losing a bit of weight. As bad as that sounds, but, mm. you know, and you might want to do that for your life in j- anyway, right? And what's the other thing I would mention? Um, if, yeah, we mentioned if you smoked, I've told them. Ah, if you're younger, it's generally cheaper. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, you, if you're in your 20s, you might be able to get insured for like 200, 30, 300 grand and be paying six pounds a month. Mm. You try and do that same quote again when you're 20, when you're 30, sorry, it might be 25 or 30. Mm. You try and do it again when you're 40, you might be looking at 50 pounds a month. So, and that's something you'll be told by, by the advisor. Oh, do it while you're young because it'd be cheaper. My only view on that is the number one thing is only get a life insurance policy if you have someone that needs to get that money. Yeah. I say, I, a dependent, which could be a dependent parent. So if it's a case that, you know what, you, you know, mommy's struggling mm. and you help her with stuff 
and should something happen to you, you want her to have some money, I'm not saying don't do it. Yeah. But don't just take it out because they're telling you it's cheap and you think, okay, let me do it while it's cheap now so it's still cheaper when I'm yeah. older. Because the way I view it, if you've had it for all those years, you, as much as it's cheaper, you've been paying it longer. You've been paying it. So you might yeah. not be any better than the person that does take it out a bit later yeah. and pays do a bit it more. without actually having someone to, as, to list as a dependent. So I don't think it's not a prerequisite to have a child because okay. as I say, I'm pretty sure you could, if you had a disabled sibling or a mm. disabled parent, mm. you could say. But more a name, it definitely has to be one named person. I would say, yeah, yeah. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Can you change your beneficiary? Yeah, you can. Okay. If you put it into trust, which is something I hope to touch on briefly, um, generally what I've heard, those can't be cancelled or it's very hard to cancel those. Mm. So I'd just be very wary and that putting it into trust is basically how you get them to pay out, out at the yeah. end. So I definitely will touch on that. Um, but quickly, so part of that one, and I'll quickly go to critical illness, very, very quickly. All that is if, if you get, and normally what you'll have is an, an, a list of illnesses such as, you know, heart attack, cancer, stroke, if you lost an eye, something like that. Mm. If you get one of those illnesses, there will be some terms and conditions to it. So you might have to wait a certain amount of time before the payout comes. Yeah. But should you get one of those illnesses and it's not a pre-existing illness, so you didn't have that illness before you took out the life yeah, insurance, yeah. Uh, the critical illness cover, Basically, they'll pay you a lump sum of money. Okay. Right? And that is to help with hospital bills. You probably wouldn't be able to work anymore. Mm-mm. Various things like that. So you get one of these illnesses, which generally are major illnesses, critical illnesses. Yeah. They'll pay you out a lump sum of money. Um, and that's it? You don't get the the payout at the end? No. Nah, no, nah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. You get the payout when, when you get the illness. Yeah, because yeah. it needs to help you now. Um, that is quite similar to something known as income protection insurance, okay. which does a similar mm-hmm. thing if you get a list of illnesses. And... and it's generally the same in illnesses, but things like cancer, one might cover you for certain types of cancer, yeah. the other might not cover you for certain types. So it's always very important to know exactly which illnesses your cover covers yeah. you for. Yeah. Uh, with income protection, basically, instead of it being a lump sum, you'll get a monthly amount. So it's to kind of replace part of your salary yeah. should you not be able to work if you get one of these illnesses. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's one I've seen often people get both of those and maybe not need it. Because it's covering you for the same thing. It's just one's a lump sum, one's a monthly. Yeah, yeah. So if you're kind of thinking about your affordability, you might that might be a choice that you can make between one of those two. Yeah. If you can't afford the, the two and you want the two, then go and get the two. Yeah, but yeah. at least know that, okay, they cover relatively similar things. Do I need it? Yeah. Just be, ask yourself that question and make your decision. Um, I think another one that will be quite uh, relevant to people, or one that people mention to me all the time, is should you lose your job? Yeah. Um, mm. you know um, that might be kind of insurance you might want to look yeah. towards coming up to a recession should you lose your job yeah. you can get those um, I think they're called accident sickness and unemployment ASU cover mm. Mm. those are definitely on your mortgage yeah exactly because yeah, yes. you need the money so you to get pay M- off yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, get yeah. MPPI basically so mm. mortgage payment protection insurance uh, and that if you can't work generally if you're out of work for up to a year they don't they won't cover you forever mm. so if you mm. get made redundant yeah i believe it's up to a year if you get a, a sickness or illness and you can't work mm. you're also covered but i believe it is also up to a or it might be a year or two years every insurer will be different mm. important thing know how long you're covered for yeah, should yeah. you get one of these illnesses um and so that's mortgage linked and that's to pay off your mortgage yeah. or keep up with payments for your mortgage yeah. should you not be able to work for a short period of time mm-hmm. um you can get just PPI in general, uh, which was obviously missold, uh, you know, 10 years ago yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. And it's the same type of thing. Should you not be able to work for one of these kind of reasons, you'll you'll get a monthly amount of money to keep you tied out, ticking over basically. Yeah. There was a good segment on claiming PPI. Really? I feel like I, need, I tried. I, it's really I got some money back ages ago, years ago. I didn't get money. I got money back. 
I think Sarah got some. Yeah, Sarah back. got money. Yeah. I think my mum got money. But she's she's persistent. Yeah, she wasn't having any of it. I I filled in the the forms. <laughs> didn't get anything. And they told me I didn't. <clears throat> I had never purchased it, so I was like, oh well. Really? Yeah. No. I, I remember one of these people phoned me. I said, I right, send me a form. I filled it in. I, I I thought it was going to be a nonsense. Mm. And I got a check a few weeks later. I was so surprised. Mm. Yeah. And I don't remember the policy they're referring yeah, to, but yeah. Maybe I'll try I again. spent that money well, well, <laughs> so you know I can't complain. Um, so yeah, we've gone through life insurance, gone through critical illness, gone through income protection. What else would there? Be? Is there anything you can take out to just simply cover funeral costs? Yes. So that was the probably the last insurance I'd go through before we just have a chat is one for over fifties. Okay. So there are uh, life insurance policies for people that are over 50 or over 55, mm. but basically for older people. Yeah. Because as you get older, getting term insurance, such as normal life insurance, becomes a lot more Hard, difficult yeah. and a lot more expensive. Yeah. So you'll get these over 50 plans, over 55 plans, where they guarantee to pay you out. Generally, they'll ask you no medical questions, they'll just take you on. Yeah. The payouts are quite low. Okay. So you're still going to okay. be paying maybe a 20, 30, 40 pound a month, whatever. You'll be yeah. paying a, a, you know, a decent premium, but your payout's going to be pretty low. But what mm-hmm. they're saying to you is, we're definitely going to pay you out. Mm-hmm. Right? And generally, people would use that to cover your funeral, funeral. Costs. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So the customers that I met, so quite a few customers would come in and ask about that. That's what I mentioned at the top of the episode. Yeah. They would come in and think, you know what? I don't want to leave my family with the burden of having to bury me. Yeah. Let me take out this plan. Yes, it might only cover me for five or 10 grand and it's going to cost me 40 pounds a month. Mm-hmm. But I know that if anything happens to me for the rest of my life, my family They can don't have me. the burden of the funeral. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. With some plans, you can actually specify what your funeral should be. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yes. My mum's got one of those. I don't think so much with the directions, but she's very much like, you people do things cheap, cheap. So I know, I was like, really? Yeah. So, I mean, we wouldn't, we're not that. So hang on, she wants it to be... She, she she's she's, she's like she doesn't want anybody to be doing anything mm. you know Ghanaians it's very like your funeral Prideful. your funeral's not good yeah but I just think to myself, but you're not you're not there yeah <laughs> but obviously to be res- respectful there was no way we'd bury her like that but yeah. she's got this thing about how we like cheap airlines and I don't know what that's got to do with, with your funeral, funeral. But, wow. Like, <laughs> wow. but anyway so, she's very organized she's got yeah. her, yeah. her plan. 50 plan that's with her. good do you, know, do you think generally amongst our parents that that is common to have it all sorted out no I don't think not so. details, but probably because actually, well, it's a lot hard. They had much better pension plans, for example. Mm. Yep. And I think some of the pension plans can be converted into that type of thing. Should you die before you finish collecting a lot? Um, yeah, obviously, since since the crash and just years going gone, pension pension plans are not that great. They're not. They're yeah. not. Yeah. So I think most of them may just have it just because yeah. they got yeah. a better deal. But I'm not. Um, I'm not sure if it's overall. I think even with us us now, we've got more products, as yep, you were talking yep, about before, yep. but we don't always sign up to them yeah. because there's so many other costs in life. So and that is another thing costs. I often saw that. So when you work in a, a bank, let's, let me just say bank, you, you sell that product, you get your commission. If someone cancels that like in the first six months, yeah. they take your commission, commission back. Yeah. So you'd always know when someone cancels yeah. and you'd call them up and try and, oh, why did you cancel? Can mm-hmm. I get you back on? Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. Yeah. And often it would be, I've stopped working or things have got more expensive. And the first thing people do is cancel their insurance yeah. because yeah. it's not an immediate, doesn't feel like an immediate yeah. need. Yeah, they're not getting anything for their money at the moment. Right now. And yeah. that's why I think it's so important not to over-insure yourself. When you sit in there, Yes, it might be that you want to leave your kids 300 grand, mm. but it might be better for you to take out a policy that's only going to cover them for 100,000, mm. but you can always afford that. Yeah. So yeah. that you know that if you lost your job, okay, I don't have to cancel that insurance because it's still quite cheap. I did witness a lot of people, you know, things are okay right now. I can afford 40 pounds a month. Next month, they're not. 
if this was six pounds a month, I might not have cancelled it, but it's 40, yeah, so it's got to go. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you've got the cost of when you re-sign back up, you're a bit older. Now it's going to be costing you a bit more, yada, 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 yada. And generally, I, I, and some people say, I'll kind of cancel it, but when things get better, I'm going to take it back out again. More often than not, they don't. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, more often than not, they don't. Very few mm-hmm. will come back and say, okay, life's back on track, let me take out the yeah, insurance. Yeah. I don't think so. Do they lose the money they've paid in? Yeah, with, 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 with all insurances, that's kind of what it's like. They need that to happen, in my opinion. Yeah, they do it in the yeah. first six months. So I know they take away the commission of the salesperson. So no, any, then, any premiums you've paid to date, they, they, I don't. I think there's a 14 day cooling off period mm-hmm. that you'll probably, that. if you've paid anything, you're probably, you can get something back. Yeah. But I think once you're up and running, I doubt that length of time. Once again, that's one to check if you can get money back should you cancel within a certain period. But I'd be very doubtful of that. Mm. Sad times. Mm-mm. Very. Yeah. So, would you? what do you guys think of insurances, protections? Do you think it's something that everybody should be looking at in terms of the older generation, people older than us, our age, and even the ones younger than us? I definitely think it's something to think about. However, I think people should be thinking about why they need it. So I think... For example, you want to leave your kids 300k. Say you're fortunate enough to leave this earth when you're quite old and your kids are 50s, 60s. If they've got a well-established foundation for themselves, and I mean, anyone's going to benefit from 300k, but what if they don't need it? But I just think, just think about why you're leaving it. I mean, if literally to just leave them with a buffer, then yeah, great, go for it. But I think, yeah, just really consider what you need it for. Is it for the mortgage payments, like you said, so the decrease in one, Mm -hmm, or is mm -hmm. it for payment for something? But um, I feel like because of how, not how easy, because our parents didn't have it easy, but because of how hard it is for our generation to buy property and move forward with stuff like that, Mm. I would say I would love for the older generation to have it to be able to leave their kids with that lump sum that's going to help them. And then that puts us in a situation where we're able to do more for our yeah. offspring. And you so know many I mean? wealthy people, their start was from a life cover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or inheritance. Yeah. A lot of wealth is built off of insurances. But the problem, well, one of the major problems that's come up recently is the current government, they've put this thing in place where... Um, you know, older people need social care when they're older, yeah, yeah. and you you know it's coming from p- older people's houses mm. now. So it's not the case that they can leave yeah. that asset to their children yeah. because it's being sucked up to pay for their social yeah. care, which that's really unfair. Because, like yeah. you said, like you, they, your kids may not need three hundred grand; mm. they don't need it. But mm. say you had a property, even if it was outside of London, yeah, just a simple house it could be a hundred and something mm. grand. That mm. would be something especially if you've worked all those years yeah, paid off your yeah. mortgage mm. yeah. and now you're sick and i understand things are quite tight in the country in terms of funds but then when you've got people making lots of money off premiums mm. um, sorry from their shares in insurance companies you start to wonder how fair it is it really because rich people are always going to be okay mm. whilst poor people are encouraged to pay insurance to make sure they're okay but then the insurance they're paying is actually making richer people more richer. rich. Yeah, yeah. 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 I yeah. hear that. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's an interesting point, actually. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting point. Um, and even you, for you guys as listeners, I'd definitely like for you to give me your experiences or your views on insurance, especially, you know, this kind of stuff that covers you, you know, your life, your your wealth, not your wealth, your life, your health. Health is wealth, right? Um, yeah, and I think it's just an interesting one. I think the key takeaway for me is please read all of the information they give you, especially the key facts document. They're supposed to give you that. Um, never buy one of these things on a whim. Um, understand every single term, every single illness. Understand that all. 
Ask um, so many questions. Ask so many questions. Yeah, ask as many questions. You could. There's no such thing as a dumb question, especially when you're about to part with money. Yeah. And I think that's just it. Um, but yeah, definitely. So yeah, get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Do a, you have it? Do you have life insurance? Are you thinking about it? What kind are you going to get? Do your parents have life insurance? Or now, I think a lot of people are now they're going to speak to their parents and they're going to have to set up for the over fifties cover mm. because their parents may not have it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, if you're now, you know getting into your mid-30s going into your 40s it might, if you're gonna do it this is the time it's where anything time. past that is gonna get a little more expensive so. yeah, yeah. just it's definitely better before you get ill because yeah, yeah, yeah. they ask for your medical records and that's pretty much it from me um, you know know what you're covered for know all the terms and conditions um, don't spend too much um, well, spend as much as you need to or you're comfortable with or whatever you want to call it mm. that's pretty much it man so yeah thanks for tuning in and we'll see you again next week guys take care bye, bye. alright peace